You know it's strange to me. Morning, this is Travis Cooper with Shaper Speaks. Shaper, where we empower and educate through music, movement, and media. You know how we do every week. Another special guest. How are you guys doing? Great. Great. I know people that listen to the show are going to be like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I got like 30 people all in a room (laughs) virtually. So um, we are here to discuss uh, the diaries of a resilient black nurse. Um, We have, uh, as I said before, we have a squad of, 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 can I call you guys young people? Is that all right? of young people (laughs) on the line which are um that are going to tell us talk to us about the book um uh sabrina hickman thank you very much for being the lead on this and uh connecting connecting all of us um so what i'm going to do is i want to have each of you kind of give uh one at one at a time give your name and, and your role if that's okay all right well let's start with kim Good afternoon from the Golden State. My name is Kim Scott, and I am a service unit manager for chronic conditions, case management, and I've been a nurse for 23 years. Thank you. Um, Michelle? My name is Michelle Derricott. Hello, everyone. I am from Gastonia, North Carolina. I am a registered nurse, uh, psychiatric nurse. I have been a nurse for 19 years. Okay, Ms. Panza. Um, good evening. My name is Panza McNeil. I'm the clinic services supervisor at our local um, Healthy Human Services building, and I've been a nurse for a little over thirty years. All right, Miss um, Hickman. I kind of already did you, but you can go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and do yours. Oh, this is Saprina Hickman. Uh, I am a nurse entrepreneur. Uh, I am located in Wilmington, North Carolina, if y'all did not know that already, (laughs) Um, and I specialize in helping women heal, and basically, I'm the one who put this uh, project together, and it's under my newest company, Sankofa Training and Wellness Institute, and I'm loving the camaraderie pulling the uh, nurses together and helping them become published authors and speakers and, and such. That's it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Aaron. Hi, my name is Aaron King. I am from California, Sacramento to be exact. I've been a nurse for nine years and my current role is assistant nurse manager. All right, Ms. Carolyn. Hi, I'm Carolyn Davis and I'm originally from Fayetteville. I now live in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm an LPN and a health educator. Uh, right now, I'm working as a healthcare ambassador in the RDU area. And, yeah. Larnette. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, my name is Larnette Moore. I've been a nurse uh, almost 14 years now, and I'm currently a clinical educator on a uh, neurovascular unit. Wow, currently. Um, uh, Ms. Siobhan. Yes. I'm Siobhan Lamb-Dixon. I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm a nurse case manager and soon to be nurse practitioner in six months. And um, I've been a nurse for 12 years. Thank you. And Miss Cecilia? Um, I'm Cecilia McElwain, also by Cecilia Lacey. 
I have been a nurse for 14 years and I'm currently a travel nurse. Um, and Uh-oh, I think we lost her. We lost her. Do I have anyone else that I missed? I'm just going back based on the list I have. Make sure I ain't miss anybody. Is that everybody? Okay. So uh, before, as we get started, I'm, um, I'm excited. This is the first time we've done it like this. But talk to me, and this could be anybody. Maybe I should direct this at one person. But uh, talk to me about how this project, uh, why a project like this is important. Well, I'll, I'll start. This is Saprina uh, speaking. I, I believe that it's very important because um, I'll just tell you on, online, let's just talk about online social media. Um, there are so many different groups for nursing that's there. And I don't want to say white group, black group, you know, because we're everywhere. However, there are groups that are specifically for African-Americans or, or uh, black nurses. And the conversations that happen in the regular nursing groups are completely different than the conversations that happen in our um, specially targeted black groups. And it's, it's a common thing that's been happening for years that we, we talk about openly in those groups for years. But I just think, especially since the George Floyd movement, um, with the changes and people are now able to see a little more of the 2020 clear vision, the 2020 vision. I think it's wonderful. It's a wonderful time for us to actually come out and start to talk about these things more openly uh, in the public uh, generally so that they know what all is going on behind the scenes in nursing so that we're no longer having to whisper about it or talk about it and suffer in silence. And so I decided to not just tell my story, because I know that it's not just me, but I decided to invite nurses from all over who would be a part of this project and be brave enough to tell their story and share their story with not from a bitter place, not from an angry and miserable uh, place, but a place of healing where we have now come um, it come to a place where we're healed or we are healing and we are moving forth and trying to bring our entire profession uh, into a healing place. So the goal is to share our stories, but we want everybody to, uh, our medical profession to actually change for the better because that greatly impacts patient care. So if we're treated, if we're being treated horribly on the back end or just going through all these different changes, how do you think that's going to affect you as a patient when you come in to get service? And so that's the purpose of this book is to shine a big spotlight on it so that we can now get rid of the roaches and let's, let's talk about healing <laughs> our profession. Get rid of the roaches. So um, if, when, when you talk about that, do Number one, um, this is the first time I have ever been in a conversation with this many black nurses at one time. Let me let me say that. Um, and um, one of the things that uh, coming from where I, I'm from, um, you know, I, Sabrina knows me. I come from education, and you know, one of the areas where we work, we the place I used to work, we used to actually train nurses. And I want to tell you, as an advisor. I honestly did not see, I hate to say it, I did not see many um, come through the program. Um, 
it, it was it and I'll say this the particular program that I was a part of was the best program in the state in terms of community colleges. So this is refreshing. Um, number one, especially somebody that just had a wife just had a baby about a, about a month and a half ago. Uh, this is refreshing. But um, like, talk about is anybody have a unique story in terms of your journey to become a nurse? Probably all of you do. But but a unique story that you'd like to share in terms of becoming a nurse. And there's yes, Carolyn. I would, Carolyn I would like to, yeah. Go ahead, Carolyn. I want to talk about my experience, and uh, this is the one that stick out most. Um, I started nursing maybe close to 40 years ago, and a lot of Black people were not allowed in the RN programs. Uh, you were mostly hired to be uh, aide or LPN, and some of the best A's were allowed to get into LPN school, but very few Black people, you know, were encouraged to get an RN program. And I can remember going to a technical college, graduating, uh, making the second high score on the state board and trying to reapply to the same technical community wow. college. And they kept telling me I didn't score high enough. So I ended up after three attempts to get into the RN program at that particular technical school, I enrolled in a HBCU and finished uh, my degree in two and a half years, summa cum laude. So <laughs> it's, it's, um, let's, let's I don't go. know, <laughs> I don't know what went on, but, you know, I think there was a lot of barriers to black folks getting into those programs. And it still is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, would anybody else like to share about that? And I want to say I, welcome to uh, Viana. Yes, if, if I can interject, because uh, I have a revival to go to, but. Uh, Did we lose her? Is she, oh, she muted. Is she saying something? Viana, I think you muted yourself accidentally. Uh, get in there and was um, one of 48 blacks. I mean, one 48 students and I was the only black. In fact, there was only one other person in there a year ahead of me. So there was only two of us in the school. And when we graduated, my class went from 48 to 27. Okay. Uh, of course it was free. The school was free. It was a diploma school. Uh, rich guy said, if you go to the school, I'll pay for everything. So to be have the prestige of going to a school, being one the only black in the class, and to graduate from a tough school, uh, and to go on and with many other interesting adventures, uh, I could say I was going in the military and then being the first uh, black and the third nurse corps officer in the United States Navy ever to get a joint commission fellowship. So it's been an interesting career. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So um, it, as you create a project like this, when it's uh, what, how do you market this? Oh, I'm really interested because there's how many people are, were on the, like, give me the numbers. How many people were a part of the project? Uh, so um, if I may interject for a moment, um, before we go into that, Kim has been trying to say something, but she doesn't okay. know how to find her hand. So go ahead, Kim. <laughs> Sorry, Kim, go ahead. Oh, no problem. I just wanted to share how you said who has a, you know, a story about getting into nursing. Um, I neglected to say um, earlier, I'm from Oakland, California. So one of the few that are from the West Side are representing. 
But um, my experience had was was different when I think about our background, when we think about who we want to be or what we want to be when we grow up. Usually there's someone in your community that you identify with. Well, I didn't have that person. Um, just wanting to be a nurse came from my innate ability and desire to take care of someone else or provide help. Uh, I found out that the gift of helps is, is my gift. And so, you know, my why, and when I talk about being a nurse, it comes from helping those coming um, behind me. So in my, in my community, my mom and dad, blue collar workers for the most part, I didn't know any nurses, doctors or anything. My mother, you know, my mom and dad got divorced. My, my mom worked at ham, a hamburger joint and, and raised us. And so when I look back, I'm like, I, I'm doing this and I want to bring those, you know, I'm kind of like the Harriet Tubman to bring those right, right. coming behind me to say, you can do it. Even though there's no one that you've identified in your community, I want to yeah. be that face for, for those coming behind me that you can do it and to be able to mentor them into a nursing profession because there's so much to offer and everywhere we've been as far as along our journey in school and in the profession, it's not many of us. And that's right. the why right. this project right. is yes. we, we need more of us. We need to support one another so that we can have a strong black nurse workforce to also help us in our abuses, you know, for centuries, um, mm. you know, within our profession, how do we unite together to help us through this struggle when no one wants to see us, you know, succeed. So this right. is just a good, a great fertile ground and season for us to really speak up and be heard and be seen and to tell our stories for the purposes of healing and for progression. Well, with, yes. the, with the work I do in diversity and equity, a lot of uh, what you're saying, I recently had a chance to read like literally last week, <laughs> Because I was, t I did a training on microaggressions, um, and it talked a lot about, uh, you know, you get to hear stories of actual patients and the experiences that they had. Uh, me, uh, as I said earlier, ha just have uh, a month and a half ago, my wife having a baby. I want to tell you, um, she happens to have a friend who is a nurse. Who um, I ain't gonna shout her out on the radio, but I, I will. Um, I'm, I just, I can't even say how uh that because i have you know i have two this is my second one congratulations she took so much she took her day off she came in to be my wife's nurse one of my wife's nurses you know mm -hmm. led us through the entire process because you know every pregnancy is different so this was not like the first one uh she had you know my wife not to tell her whole story but you know it, it was just a different pregnancy and so having someone there um I want to say, I mean, I can't speak for her, but for me, having someone there that, uh, she, number one, she connected, could connect with was big. It was huge. It was absolutely huge. And um, I think I, I echo everything you guys are saying about how important it is to, because, um, I mean, what, what do they say? Like pregnancy, when you have a baby, that's the closest you are to death. And to yes. have somebody, you know, going through an experience <laughs> like that, having somebody that can, you know, kind of help and usher you through, not saying that, you know, someone who's a Caucasian couldn't do that. But for me, in my experience, there was a difference, you know, um, maybe that was because she was friends with, with her, but um, I absolutely think there's something here. Uh, and I, I applaud you guys for putting this project together. And I, I, I'd, I love to see how far it's going to go. Um, so I want to you know it's not about me. So I want to make sure I keep these questions flowing. So um, tell me also now, are you guys planning on 
touring or are you planning on getting on the road? I know you, you some of you are in California. I think Sprint told me somebody was in New York. So like how what do you have a plan in terms of that yet or, or talk to me a little bit about that? Yes, we're all open to travel. That's the goal. Like we can leverage each other. It's however we're going to get the word out and get these conversations going. Uh, we got to get people out of denial. Uh, we got to be able to get people to uh, get the glaucoma gone <laughs> so that they can actually see clear and see what the issues are and, and you know, not kind of swat whatever we're saying, you know, so we want those people who are ready to heal and we are calling them forth. Hey, contact us. You know, so that we are, we're willing to come out and have these conversations with staff members or with, with your other organizations. And uh, yes, we travel. So all you got to do is reach out. So talk to me a little bit. Anybody else can jump in. Well, I think we're going to uh, probably get some kickback even from other Black people, our own people, because uh, some of them are not open to us speaking out about this. And really? you have to be bold <laughs> and courageous to tell the truth. <laughs> Wait a minute. And, uh, hold up. We, we got to talk about that. Now, hold on. <laughs> Breaks. Yeah, I, need, I, I need breaks. This is the thing. And this is what I'm, this is the funny thing. When we come out with the book, then you have the people who are white or non-black who immediately say, oh, it's race baiting or, you know, oh, you're going to, you know, uh, here we go, black, white again. But some of the stories you'll find out is like problems we had uh, and how we were able to rise above it, it came from our own people. Right. It, it's it not look a like black that. and white. No, it's not a black and white thing. It's a black on black thing, just like black on black crime, you know. So, uh, you know, there's you'll find out that there are different things. And a lot of it is just bureaucracy, you know, management issues, you know, that led into the problems and the issues. Now, is it now is it a matter of not wanting to because I understand not wanting to separate, you know, because there is a lot of separation and division right now. We don't want any more. Is it a, are they saying that or are they saying um, they don't want the story told for whatever reason? Well, it's just that some black people will say they don't want a black doctor, you know, <laughs> There wow. Are some, yes, no, I did not, are, I did not yes, expect you to there, say that. There are there's some black people that think they have this premonition or whatever. But you that, know what? You know, I've been with this white doctor all this long. He's been telling me this. I'm not listening to them type attitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, you, you know what? Um, I, and I can see that. And anybody can, if you have any in terms of, of a story that correlates with what she's talking about, um, you can jump in. I, 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 I totally understand because yeah, there is, um, there is guy, I hate to say it still is, um, an undercurrent belief that somehow we have like a self-hate, like we're not as people believe we're not as good. We, we believe we're not as good. You know, if you see a black nurse, Oh, that's unusual. I need a white nurse. Cause somehow in the back of our minds, we've been taught that <laughs> just because your skin is a little bit browner, your brain must be a little bit slower or something. I don't know. But, but um, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big deal. That, that really is a big deal. So, but, but that makes what you guys have done in terms of, of accomplishing and becoming nurses even more impressive because that means you fought through all that. 
And, and you know, Travis, it, it's an interesting phenomena and we, we can look back at slavery. You know, there's been this competitive system set up for us to not want to promote one another, not to support one or another. To rival you, one another, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had that, you had the house brother, you had the field brother. I mean, so I think the phenomena is perpetuated in so many areas of our culture. Um, and if you get our book, you'll, you'll hear the stories of how in our struggles, it was the others, but it was also our folks that also didn't want to see us, um, you know, move forward. But, you know, our future is hoping that we can all work together and, and be better. Do you, do, you find, do you find many allies? I'm sure you find allies in your industry that uh, people that aren't necessarily um, of color, but they support you um, and, you know, and hear what you're saying, hear your efforts, right? Absolutely. Now, now more say. Now more so. Now yeah. more so. Yeah. yeah. But you still have that collective group that even though they know oh, yeah. that we're telling a truth, they're not going to come out and stand beside you, but they'll stand in the shadow and wait <laughs> For the fallout, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and that maybe is that concern for their jobs? Is that is that what that is? They or their friends or family that may have some racist people in their family, and they don't want to, you know, be seen in the lights, you know, going along with what we're saying or doing or whatever. If I may interject just a moment, um, my, this is Michelle. Um, when I became a nurse, uh, I started out in. Uh, Virginia and um, Virginia is very diverse a big melting pot um, Filipinos black white you know all races nurses and, and in management um, I started out in 2002 and then I moved to North Carolina in 2006 it was a drastic change in the way I was treated as a nurse I was treated like I didn't matter um, mm. I always worst patient load mm. um, new nurse you know I was I can, was still new then you know four years in you know and then I moved so I you know starting a new job and in the beginning I didn't say anything you know I just kind of took it with a grain of salt and I did that for a while until I got tired and then I stood my ground and I started to advocate for myself and then change started happening and then it stopped and I would have to just keep reiterating over and over again. No, I, I, I can't, I can't take the next patient. I have the most patients already. I can, why do I have the, the heaviest patients, you know, mm -hmm. and it just kept repeating itself until I took it up a chain and then change started to happen. And that's one thing when new nurses uh, come out of school, they need to off the gate, start advocating for themselves. Right. That's why this book right. is so good for people to read because they need to know how to go about advocating for themselves and not just take it right. with the thoughts, do something. So I guess, you don't I guess get because, yeah, I was going to say, because once you get burned out, then if you make a mistake or something, then it's, then they're looking at you because you're, they think it's because of your color rather than because of the load yeah. that they've given you. Right. Back. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want Aaron to jump in because he is our only male nurse, um, in, in the uh, group, but also, um, uh, that's a minority in itself, uh, males in nursing, and he's a black male nurse. That's correct. That's correct. 
Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I, uh, the group that you, we, it's like a weird intersection of two different minority groups, right? You're starting to see kind of like an upticking of men at the bedside, um, but you don't see a lot of uh, black men. And so I kind of represent like a double minority group. Um, but I can echo what all the ladies are saying as far as um, when you think about the care that we provide, I think it's, a, 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 it's two sides of the same coin where we don't see as much value in our own. Um, and that could go anywhere from our own products all the way up, right? We talk about any of the fashion, Louis Vuitton, all that, anything that's created um, by Black folks, we don't see it as much value in it. And I think that's what happens in healthcare is um, sometimes you'll have a patient population that's not trusting of um, even people that look like them sometimes because they feel like they're getting, um, you know, a bad shake in healthcare. They're giving the less experienced nurse or the person that doesn't know what they're talking about. And that that's rooted in the uh, overall distrust in healthcare. You know, we talk about all the medical things and we can go back to Tuskegee and things like that and how it's kind of, you know, come to the surface now that with COVID-19, but um, there is like a deep rooted distrust in healthcare for our community. Um, and so an intervention that we're trying to do is get more representation, more people to have these conversations. I think overall there will be a certain percentage of our community that uh, continues to devalue their own. Um, but there are a lot of people that are open to uh, learning and to have conversations, you know, like, like you mentioned, Travis, with, you know, bringing on a new baby or end of life, things that are new experiences. Um, sometimes it's better when you have that, that unspoken connection or unspoken bond um, with your nurse outside of, um, you know, being from the same city, but you set, share the same like cultural connection. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I think, I think, uh, I mean, you know, when you get, when you start, that's, that's what happens a lot of times when you, what happens a lot of times when you start talking about these kinds of issues, <laughs> people, people start to, it's all about how, how it's funneled through, through your perception, right? People start to say, oh, are they saying you only need a black nurse? That's not what you're saying. <laughs> what you're saying is um, there is a, there, there could be a connection that might be valuable in having a black nurse as well. That, that's what you're saying. And um, also saying, obviously, that the experiences aren't the same if you want to become a nurse. So um, I, I, I think this book is valuable. I think um, I, I wish you guys all the best. I hope, you know, travel to, to Cali, Oakland. I, she says she's in Oakland. I see her over there all from Cali to, to NYC back down to Carolina. Um, you know, and, and, and you know what is it's unsaid in all of this, but I do want to say it. And Sabrina knows I'm all about young people, is that the young, not only ladies, but young men of color need to see and hear you guys' stories because they're the ones that are going to take it across the take it across the finish line. You know, you're going to be training them, um, but we got to get them there, right? So yeah. I think it's so important because of them um, that might come along. Because right now, honestly, there's a lot of professions that, you know, Young people don't even think about, especially young people of color don't even think about. Young men, I mean, being a nurse, that never crossed my mind. <laughs> never crossed my mind, but also probably never, never crossed my, uh, uh, it never was never something that was ever in front of me. Um, so I think this is, as I said, very valuable. 
uh, I see a lot of opportunities for you guys in the future in terms of um, um, maybe reaching out to young people. So that's something to put on your put on your minds in the future. Um, but I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, where can people get the book? Let's make sure we get that in there. <laughs> We're, so, we're talking about diaries of a resilient black nurse. Diaries of a resilient black nurse, right. So here's the thing. Um, each one of the authors, any one of the authors, um, I think I'll let everybody go around and say how you can follow them um, online. And, of course, the book is on Amazon as well um, that you can get. But um, you can also support each one of the authors by following them and purchasing it. If there's a voice that you know of or if they share this broadcast with you, then support them. You know, that's that's what it's all about. Um, so I don't know who wants to kick it off and uh, and start, but you can definitely contact each person in addition to getting it online. Sure. Hi, this is Larnette. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Larnette Moore on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, Larnette Moore on Instagram. I have the link on my Instagram uh, to my PayPal so that you can purchase the book. Just hit the link on my Facebook or my Instagram and it'll uh, direct you to my PayPal so you can purchase the book for $20. Thank you guys very much. Um, thank okay. all of you. Yeah, y'all have to jump in and say your uh, say your oh, name. Uh, okay, so go and how they can I'm, find you. Okay, I'm C Burke Davis at iCloud.com. You can find me on Facebook, and I also have a pay PayPal logo. Uh, my name's Michelle Derricott. That is Michelle with one L M I C H E L E. Um, uh, you can either uh, email me. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have uh, Cash App and Zelle as well. I think I think you know what. There's so many people. What I'm gonna do because I know these people are probably not writing down <laughs> what y'all said. <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have you guys send me your information, and then when I post this online, um, I'm gonna post the information along with it. Does that work? So you yeah. want to okay, get you mean the tag in them? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank That's you. So, thank you so much. You've been chosen Thank for you. a greater purpose, destined to live beyond measure, designed to be more than a conqueror. Every day is your opportunity to live your best life right now. So what are you waiting on? See, barriers are just doors to destiny. Fear's holding the keys and he's thinking he's got the best of me. But guess what? You've been chosen. This is Travis Corpany. Thank all of you beautiful people on the line. Um, definitely go out and get that. Diaries of a Resilient Black Nurse. Thank you very much.